You're listening to the LAG Radio Network, and this is a drink to the past. Hey everybody, it's your boy Chili Cheese Jay for the LAG Radio Network, and you are listening to A Drink to the Past, and on this episode of A Drink to the Past, I'm riding the microphone again, right from the start of the fucking show. (laughs) (sighs) On this episode of A Drink to the Past, we actually have a plan this time, and the plan is actually coming through this time, and it's Final Fantasy IV, and Spencer's here, or Pickle Captain's here because he's never played it. Um, I've played played about (laughs) half of it once. But I am Chili Cheese Jay. Uh, when uh, you know usual pickle captain, we're at not the castle day pickle this time. We're in up here in the dungeon, and we are joined. Dungeons are down, not up. It feels like a dungeon. It's gonna get hot up here. I guarantee it. And we are joined by JTB, a childhood friend of mine and the man who introduced me to said game. And I'm. Pr- were you still living on Buchanan at that time? 91. I'm trying to remember. So I would have been on Washington. Yeah, Washington and Buchanan. The house of the yeah. big shutters that no longer exists. Yeah, where we were in the basement yeah. playing. The scary remember, ass. Now that was a real basement. Yeah. Because <laughs> I remember you taking me down there, and you had already had the airship, I think. And I just looked. I'd played Final Fantasy before. But I saw that, and it was just like... Because I loved, I liked Final Fantasy. We'd read all the Nintendo powers and stuff, blah, 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 blah. But there was just something about it being on Super Nintendo that was fantastic and... Life was never the same. After and the that same night. transcendent moment. So I must have been paying it forward because I had that same moment at someone else's house. I went in and I saw the scene where they were walking through the cave on the way to Dam Sion. And remember the rivers that are down way below are moving as you're crossing over the bridges, and you can see it below. Yeah. Um, it, it and it was it was like how can a game look that good? How yeah. can it be that atmospheric? And so again. Was that the Mode 7 scene you saw with the airships? When they come through and blow the hell out of Before that, in the actual cave, when they're walking, uh, you're going over bridges and you can see there's like an underlay of like rivers and darkness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, I know what you're talking about. The higher up you get in the cave, you can see the floors below. And that was this transcendent moment where my paradigm was shifted on what games could look like and be and sound like. And that moment I was like, what? the fuck is this and how do I get it? I mean, that was totally my response. And then you start it, and because we never had a lot of Mode 7 in, in a lot of games, Final Fantasy really utilized that. That's like where the overhead thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like the the first scene of the game is the Red Wings in that Mode 7 mode, and when it's flying over, you know, the, the continents or whatever you want to call them, and it's just like, whoa, what the yeah. fuck? With this music is that, that borrows liberally from Star Wars, yep. but is very atmospheric <laughs> and very powerful. Which will be played in the background in this section. <laughs> just sets the scene for this whole fucking shit show that these characters are now finding themselves in and setting yeah. up this whole story. So I feel like it opens with a great MacGuffin. Uh, so if you're into the study of writing or film, they always talk about the MacGuffin, the mysterious thing uh, that you need to find out more about that propels you forward. And so I feel like the MacGuffin of the conflicted Dark Knight going to steal uh, this crystal and slaughter uh, these innocent people um, and he's going to be our protagonist is a pretty powerful and interesting uh, way to open a game and especially when games didn't do that at that time. I mean that was not what you did is you jumped over pits in games. I mean that was just not as common at that time. I mean, even in, well, I guess Final Fantasy three had some stuff going on in it, but again, we didn't play that, so that's yeah. kind of moot at this point. But yeah, playing the narrative of Final Fantasy two slash four, I'm always like, 
I've always just want to call it two. I, I hear just you. instinctively want to call it on. two. Yep. But um, yeah, the, the dialogue between his soldiers and him going back and forth about why is the king making us do this? Blah 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 blah. And Cecil's like, he's like conflicted, but he's like, I gotta, I gotta follow the command gotta of the king. It. Yep. And that continues as they work their way towards Baron. And then you learn about the whole fighting system on the airship. We don't mm-hmm. really need to talk about that. Other than the fact that we got to witness the Japanese uh, attacks that were nerfed in the American one, the dark thing. Where yeah, you yeah, could yeah. do the thing with shooting yes. things out of oh, his sword. Yeah. They show that to you at the beginning of the American version. And then never and let you, never you get do, to it do it in the American happen. version. But in the See, Japanese cool version, thing, it's you, there. You can't yeah, have that. Exactly. <laughs> so they even nerfed the characters because each character <laughs> has something like that. They took them all away. Yeah. And then they kind of replaced them on the advanced version, right? Yeah. It's not exactly, but it's... Well, the advanced similar. version is the same. It's the DS that's version right. that's a little bit different. That's right. Yeah. I think the only one who stayed, who still kept theirs was Edward with the same uh, attack, which was worthless. Yes. We'll get into Edward later. <laughs> Edward the emo bard, my, my Can you say hero. MacGuffin again? Yes, <laughs> MacGuffin. Thank you. And did I mention it's a MacGuffin? <laughs> so we get to Baron, and uh, how do you pronounce the king's right-hand man, Bajan? I don't know. I've I never, never known knew. how to Bajan pronounce that is name. how I said it. I have no idea if that's the intended way in which it's said. But he pretty much takes the crystal from you immediately and walks you to the king, and it's clear that Cecil's just way conflicted and confronts the king immediately, and... There's this whole back and forth with three of them, and is, is it does Kane come in before he gives him the quest to mist? So, I think if I remember correctly, Kane is with you, of course. Uh, once you're on the quest to mist, I think he comes to try to bail out Cecil or Cecil, yeah. depending on how you want to say it. Um, so I don't know. I I want to say he comes in to try to bail you out, and then you both get sent off. That's right. Yeah, because the yeah. king's like, well, you can go with him. Then. Yeah. So you're sent to this uh, town called Mist. And uh, don't worry about it. Make all the noise you want with your Coke bottle. Nah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So you're sent uh, off to this little town um, where summoners live uh, called Mist. And we're given a package, even though I think it's just called Ring. Yeah, yeah, I think it literally just called Ring. The SNES version, it's just Ring, (laughs) where it's package in every other version. Yes. I have no idea why that was put there. I don't know. Questionable, questionable decisions. And then we are introduced to one of the coolest songs in the game, the cave theme. Like right when you walk into that cave, (laughs) it's such beautiful. It's like a waltz. It's this beautiful three, four time waltz. So you get through the cave and you fight this this mist beast, and it turns out that that is one of the, the creatures that the summoners have in the town. So you've essentially just killed someone by killing their summon. Yeah, they're inextricably linked, yeah. kind of. We'll call it. Which Ridia really kind of defies that later on. Yeah, um, yeah. There's not the continuity is not always there, <laughs> yeah, but. Yeah. Um, and so you essentially are, are killing a young girl's mom by killing her spirit animal, I guess you'd say. Yeah. Think of it that way. <laughs> what do they call them? Edil, ed, Elodians? Eidolons? Or, yeah, like that? however it's pronounced. Yeah. Um, and, then that, and then you've discovered the little girl crying, and it's Rydia, this little green-haired girl. Because, uh, of course, a JRPG can't have yeah. brown, no. blonde, or uh-huh. black hair. It's got to be something you know, absurd color. It's like Cecil. Like, Why does he have to have the white hair? Yeah, I don't. I don't care. Anime. <laughs> yeah, because anime. Yeah. Um. So at that point, when you get into the town itself, 
all of a sudden your package starts. That, that was a really weird way to <laughs> state that. So you're <laughs> saying your package starts are... going upward so and your package starts expanding? You got an expanding yeah. package? Okay. But essentially, you have a bomb. Yes. And the bomb goes off and destroys the, t- uh, the, the village of mist, which is what the king wanted. He wanted to do away with the summoners, eliminate them all together as a race or whatever you would refer to them as. And but and then you're after the aftermath, Kane's gone, Cecil's just lying there and he finds Rydia off to the side or mm-hmm. something like that, picks her up and you're just off to the races at that point. They kind of just And Rydia does off. something that separates you from Kane. She summons something she shouldn't otherwise be able to oh, that's which right. is Titan. Yeah. Uh, and and that essentially causes a rift in the earth between you and Kane. So Kane is lost and it's just you and a wounded little girl trying to figure out what to do, and Cecil is dealing with kind of these almost imperialist war criminal type feelings of uh, you know they're kind of comparable to what people may have felt like in Vietnam yeah. where you know they had done this horrible thing and now and now they have to like figure out what to do and they're beginning to have uh, you know, have empathy uh, for the people that they and were we to forgot end. to. I mean, we're not going to be able to go off over the whole narrative. So, if you're listening to this, there's going to be plot holes in what we say <laughs> yes. because we didn't talk about the whole scene where Cecil's in bed when Rosa comes in. They have yeah. that conversation. Cecil's like, "I don't know why the king's doing this," and Rosa's like, "Well, blah blah blah. blah. I'm here for you, hugs." <laughs> and she, yeah, that's a whole thing. And he sleeps in his armor. Yes. Pretty weird. Yes. Pretty weird. <laughs> I think probably an animation <laughs> issue. No, no. Yeah, he's just a little tiny always spread. ready to go. He's just always ready to go. It takes too long to put it on. Yeah. Never know when there's a tornado coming. <laughs> so at that point, we're kind of just... That's when the game feels like it's opened up to you as well. Because that's when you're out in the desert and like you have to go find this town of mm-hmm. Capo. I mean, I, I, st- I still don't know the pronunciations of half of these Kaipo, towns. Capo, Capo, who knows? For the longest time, I don't know. Dancium? I don't know. I, that was like Dansum, I think we called it as kids. <laughs> I think that's always referred to it as Dansum. It's just like, I mean, because you know children are playing this game. Put words that we can say in there. <laughs> like the, the, the villain in um, A Link to the Past, before he's gaining. Ag- an agonim or whatever it was. It was just like, how do I pronounce that word? <laughs> yeah, it's fun when I have to read it to my son. I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, we'll call him Jim. <laughs> <laughs> There's, yeah, that's going to be a fun drink to the past when we get to A Link to the Past. Yeah, the, the namesake. Yeah, the namesake of the show. So, I mean, and then there's the whole character of Rosa, who is your girlfriend, and but there's also a conflict there because Kane has a thing for Rosa. Mm-hmm. And, Which comes up a lot later. Yeah. And so you end up in this town, Capo, and, and Rosa's... You go, you go, you just walk into some random dude's house, as you do in Final Fantasy games, <laughs> and Rosa's just in a bed, yeah. asleep, not waking up. And she's been poisoned or something, and... You have to go to a cave and find uh, some... I don't remember what it is. Cave of the Antlion. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what the... I think it was some antidote of some sort. For the fever that she had. Because she follows you, though. That's the thing, is she followed Cecil against his wishes, if I remember correctly. Yeah. And, and got then herself she got up. sick. Yeah. yeah. So... Oh yeah, she had a. It was some sort of fever. Yeah, wasn't desert it? fever, I think. They yeah. So now Seth was back. Oh god, now I gotta do this. <laughs> Kane's gone. I've got this little girl. And your side quest. Which, which, once you get to the inn and rest, there's soldiers from Baron come in and want to take Rydia from you, yeah. and that's when Cecil makes his stand. Mm-hmm. It's so like he goes full rebel. Fuck off, man! Yep. You can't. You've already killed the rest of them. <laughs> and that's when Cecil's like finally like caught on. It's like something is not right. The I mean, because yeah. the king was his mentor as well. I mean, he had the, there was that whole backstory and shit. That we got later, we didn't get a lot of the backstory until later versions of the game because yeah. they watered it down so much in the first version. And then, um, where does it go from there? So after the ant line, you come back and you cure Rosa, 
And then... And then there's a scolding. Yes. And then I think you... Let me think here. That's when you start heading towards Dansayum. Yes, that, because I think you're going to try to stop, prevent the destruction of the fire crystal. Uh, but Rosa does not go with you, right? I think it's just you and Rydia. Is she still resting? Oh, man, I don't remember. I don't remember either. But you have to go to, you end up having, you meet Tella in the, or depending on how you want to pronounce it, in the cave, which leads to Dam Sion. Of course, he's got different motivations. Yeah. He's not particularly concerned about crystal prevention. There's a bard that he needs to kill. Exactly. He's got to kick the shit out of his son-in-law, <laughs> basically, is what he needs yeah. to do with his big, huge staff. Yeah, at that point, you get through the cave, and you're on your way to two, Dan Siam, and then shit goes down. Yep. The red wings come in, like the because you walk out of the cave and you take a few steps forward, and the screen just backs out, goes into mode seven, and you see the red wings come over, and it's just dropping bombs, boom, 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 and then Dancium's gone. So and you go into Dancium, and it's just everyone's dead lying around. You go up to everybody and try to talk to see if people are alive, and it's just dot dot dot. Yep. Except there's two baller ass uh, healing pots. Oh yeah, you can go to them like. Yep. Now, why didn't you use this on your injured soldiers? Yeah, that's a good but point. I never, th- I never thought of that before. <laughs> it's Edward, though. He's a pussy. That's right, he is. He was, you know, he was cowering. cowering. And Anna's lying there dying, and I there's know. these pots that you can heal with. That's all you gotta do, you spoony bard. Exactly. Just go over. Dip her so, hand in. And you Dick move. Yeah. You finally get to the final room, and there's Anna lying on the ground, which is Tella's daughter, granddaughter. Daughter. 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 Okay. And uh, so, of course, Tella, it goes into a battle sequence between Tella and Edward. Edward is the most just quintessential sprite for a pussy-ass bard. He is. It's legit. The wieneriest of wieners. He's got got the soft look. He looks like, um, oh, what's, oh, I've got the guy in my head from a movie, and I can't, I can't remember what movie it is. We'll come back to it if you remember. Uh, he yeah, even looks on, so emo. He, he's looking down and to the left in his picture on the <laughs> on the screen, not looking directly at the screen. He's excellent. He's way ahead of his time. And one of his powers is to hide. It, yep. it, it does nothing for that's anyone an op- else. That's, an, that's a battle option. It's just to one hide. One of his battle options is literally to run away and hide behind a rock. And this is just his favorite character in the game. Damage yes. for him. Yeah. But not for anybody else. Yeah. Just for yeah. him. <laughs> he is my favorite character by a landslide. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, and he gets his ass handed to him by an old man, uh, his you know father-in-law, uh-huh. um, who doesn't even have his best spells on him. Oh, I've, yep, found it. The prince from Spaceballs. That's Edward. Uh-huh. That is totally it's Edward. Totally Edward. Oh my lord, that's perfect. Oh, that is so perfect. Like even the hat. I think the hat's like the hat is literally what he wears. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, yeah, so you have never seen that. those two guys in the same place at the same time. <laughs> never have. <laughs> Uh, Edward Chris Von Yor is his full name. I know, I saw that. That's so weird. I was and and the the, the actual the actual translation from Japanese is Gilbert, though, <laughs> which, which would, would be, be equally s- wienerish. Yeah, as oh, a name. I wish that was it. <laughs> Gilbert. <laughs> Edward uh, does lots of weeping yeah. and feeling sorry for himself until he gets bitch slapped by a small child in Radio. Radio who says, 
I also Oops. lost my entire family. Mm-hmm. You need to buck up, fella. <laughs> we got stuff to do. And that, now I remember, that's when you go to the antlion. Because you have Edward in the antlion den, remember? Yeah. Because he's he, you find his heart. That's right. He gets that's right. Her, so. Okay. Yeah. We yeah, that's one, on the search. Your search order. to get, the, okay. Yeah, so Rosa's yeah. still incapacitated yes. at this time. Yes. Yeah. He is the man. He is my favorite <laughs> character by far. Totally terrible. Not good at all. No. He, he's, uh, and like... <laughs> He's unplayable halfway through the game. They take him out of. They don't. He's not an option anymore. Yeah. But in this ver in this version of the game, they let you, like, try. They let you use any character you want for the last battle. Yeah. yeah. And you carry on from there. And there's like a bunch of extra dungeons. You can turn Edward into a fucking tank. <laughs> yeah. And it just destructive. Which, is so hilariously which I did, and it was awesome. <laughs> Like he's, he's like once he starts leveling up, like he starts like making huge gains, like lifting these guys, making gains, and then like at one point he's like eight thousand hit points, Good and he's Lord. just tearing it up with this little harp. Yep, and he has the most fun. amazing theme song ever. It really is awesome. It's both funny because he's a wiener, is it just but it's also yeah, and it's just great. It's so fitting, and his hat is so fluffy. I mean, he's just excellent. I can gush about Edward all day long. <laughs> oh, man, Edward. I think he's wearing pantaloons. And he's the one, because... I'm pretty sure. Wasn't he supposed to lead you to the antlion? Weren't yes. you going yeah. there to get him to take you and tell us, like... And, but tell doesn't tell you he's going to go there and fuck him up. Yeah, exactly. So exactly. so Edward does join... Does Teller run off at that point? Teller runs off, yeah. and he says he's going to go... Uh, you know, learn learn we, his spells. He's going to go remember Yeah, because he's going to go... Well, we don't know that yet. He's going to go hand Golbez's ass because Golbez bombed him. Yeah. Uh, this is when we start daughter, so. starting to first learn of Golbez. Yep. This Golbez character who is Darth Vader. <laughs> and um, and who is the recruit after Cecil or Cecil was, was banished. Yeah. He's taking over the Red Wings now. Yep. And we'll find out later in the game why so okay at this point we need to talk about the battle system yeah we need to do we need to start getting into the other parts of the game definitely so this is the first time that the active time battle system was ever implemented into an rpg which before then it was all turn-based you would just pick boom pick boom and like you guys would have a turn they would have a turn you have a turn they have a turn now everything's working on a time loop and stuff and like yeah in later versions you could even watch your bar fill up and everything before you can attack and it was a huge step up at the time it was almost revolutionary for people like us who had been playing dragon warrior and it was (laughs) just a bore fest and of course the whole thing of the ineffective hit Yes, thank God that was banished. In that your, went out with the yeah. with the horse and carriage. The original Final Fantasy, if the enemy that you chose to attack, if someone else attacked it and killed it, oh, yeah, yeah. your hit was just ineffective. Yeah. So with the active time battle system, that was cured, thank God. Yep. And they used that until I think what was it? Final Fantasy ten is when they swapped out with that? think and they still kind of used it because you still had a time period in which you were loading up essentially before you would actually go go after that's when they had the swap you could swap out characters and everything yeah and i think it smoothed out many of the annoyances such as the ineffective hit and then also just um the fight spell heal run there were more things that you could do that were different you could yeah. target larger areas you could target smaller ones you could focus on one enemy you could try to take out several at a time it added certainly it still appears 
pedestrian now, obviously, but at the time, it allowed much more strategy than what you would regularly have had up to that point. Yeah, because, I mean, back then, you if you wanted to use a cure spell, you could only use it on one person. Here, yep. you can highlight the entire group. And yep. it'll, it's less effective that way, but still. I mean, that system's still being used in some games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. I mean, it is the template, for sure. I think even in Final Fantasy games, it's still being used. Mm-hmm. And so, the battle system greatly improved upon... Um, the only thing that wasn't really in Final Fantasy 4 slash 2 was the graphics. I mean, yeah. for the time, they just kind of stuck to the same kind of sp- sprite, um, you know, small sprite on the map, bigger sprite for the battle, which they finally did away with with 6, finally, whereas your battle sprite was your map sprite then mm-hmm. from then on out. Um, other than that, yeah, everything, I can't think of any uh, anything detrimental no, and it added it. a dimension. There was a tiny bit more strategy when thinking about, like, the wall or thinking oh. about the Magus sisters. Oh. They added an element of puzzle solving, I guess you'd yeah. say, within mm. the battle system that could be very challenging. At Which I'm still dealing with to this day. Cause it, it totally reminds me of when you say the Magus sisters, those pieces of shit. They literally stopped me for, like, a year and a half. It was I'm not bad. Kidding. It was they ruined bad. my life. Because um, that's like, can you explain the wall? Well, we'll get there. Oh, We're going to yeah, get there. Right. It'll have its it, own It's a chapter. literal wall. <laughs> It yeah, is a literal a, wall. A yeah. disease, disease, a yeah. wall that you can cast disease on. And yeah. it's yeah, bio, effective. bio is what you want to use. <laughs> yes. It took us forever to find that out. <laughs> um, the Magus Sisters, though, because when I'm playing Xenoblade Chronicles 2, you know, I'm getting into battles with bosses where there's numerous people, and one of them's a healer, one of them's the the, the attacker, and the yeah. other one's like a support. That was like the first instance that yeah. I remember of that kind of a boss battle, the where it was like making you think, "Is like, oh, I need to kill that one first because she's using the cure spells." And then I need to take care of the one, like the one that's kicking your ass is the last person you yep. need to worry about. Yep. And, and you like, have to. We'll talk about it, but you there is virtually no direct damage that you can do effectively. Yeah. You have to. Yeah. You have to bounce it off yourself. Oh, the reflect spell. Yes. Yeah, that was fun. Whoa, that cave. One word for it. What the fuck was the name? Well, Tower yeah, of Zot, man. Then no, I'm thinking of the cave where your all your we- your we- uh, oh, metal weapons God, are taken that's away. That's the uh, the dark elf. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where Edward bails yeah, your ass Edward, out. Edward's the one who saves that's the day. Right. And that We're jumping ahead, but that's that's good stuff. That's good stuff. So, yeah, the battle system, fantastic. Um, graphics, again, not great, but talk about we the didn't music, fucking though. care about the graphics. The music was fucking music. phenomenal, as you're hearing throughout this episode. Well, I wonder <laughs> if the graphics thing was just a space saver for memory. And it's not bad. I don't, yeah. You don't no. get the impression that for that time period it was bad. It was 91. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it so just like wasn't still in the infancy of a the jaw-dropping experience other than the fact that they were doing things you just didn't usually see like i explained the two different levels where you're seeing more i mean and like you said the level seven stuff i mean it's you know they were just doing different stuff but i mean each one of those cutscenes takes up a certain amount of storage space and you know the music takes up space so Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know how many megs this cartridge would have been probably not much i'm 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 sure final fantasy 6 was a huge cart when it came to meg size yeah. I mean, the music is just so atmospheric, and it oh, yeah. just set a tone that continued throughout the entire mm-hmm. series of deeply moving, interesting, powerful, catchy. emotive, totally catchy, catchy music. I mean, and again, how he could do that with, you, you're giving him nothing to work with. It's the MIDI, MIDI and, piano. And he's Always still using. making unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable tunes. And he got even better with Six. I mean, I, this is my favorite soundtrack of all time, but Six's soundtrack is way more intricate. Yeah. 
And then there's seven, which is off the fucking Yeah, charts. it is. Yeah, that is the only game that I can remember where I cried was in Final Fantasy VII. But we it, could we, that we, we had a, a moment where we could have in this. It was yeah. just that the character who died was like, eh, probably kind of saw that coming. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he kind of brought this one on himself. Whereas yep. Aerith was just kind of in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yep. And that scene is so iconic. Yeah. Well, that's for another day. Yes, it is for another day, because I'll start talking about video games as art and that whole fucking argument again. <laughs> um, so, uh, what else can we say about the soundtrack, though? My favorite track still to this day... Oh, my God. I don't know. The Red it's Wings tough. is so just perfect. Because that's the first thing you hear. Other than the... That's still my favorite. I mean, just the Final Fantasy theme with the up and down yeah. uh, kind of harp sounding. See, I, I still like the prologue. The, That's very good as well. Which they've used in almost every Final Fantasy game since. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, that's a- oh, it's excellent. I remember well. booting up Final Fantasy XII for the first time when that theme just floats. Yep. Oh, God, it's so good. Yep. Oh, That's where the boo. threads kind of started, where they would wind those threads of theme that we would hear yeah. uh, in later games and be like, oh, the warm fuzzies. This has been in all the games. Yep. And Golbez's theme is fantastic, too. It's this yeah. organ. It is great. Totally fan of the opera. Yeah. <laughs> but, but fucking awesome. Oh, but yeah. It's totally awesome. And he is Darth Vader. Yeah. Um, Again, there's so, so many Star Wars references in some of these Final Fantasy games, it's insane. But, uh, okay, at this point, we probably should talk about Golbez a little bit, because this is kind of where we're introduced to him, and he is an enigmatic... In, I can't even say the damn word. Enigmatic? An, yeah. And for the longest time, he's to, he's a total mystery to you, it seems yeah. like. And um, he's a just a fantastic villain, because he's a dick, but he's also... He's not diabolical, which is funny because he makes other people diabolical. And, like, because Kane, let's we'll just get out of the way now. Kane, he's gone for a long time. When Kane comes back, he's, he's been brainwashed by Golbez. And Kane's sadistic yes. at that point. Golbez is just sitting back and watching, being like, ah, this is fun. He's just, yep. like, playing chess with, with Cecil and and Cecil, Cecil and Kane as his pawns and shit. And, yeah, he yeah. is the mastermind. He's definitely the puppeteer. And then Kane is the the sadistic little puppet. yeah because he's I mean he's 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 has that vulnerable part of him where he, uh, Golbez uses Rosa as bait and everything and so that plays a whole factor of course Rosa gets kidnapped at some point and yeah gotta save her and that's the that's when the that's when, that's the Magic Sisters yeah that's when, that's yeah. when that oh shit happens so are we gonna talk about them because I got a thing or two to say about well them. Uh, yeah other than that the narrative at this point. You're off to Fabul, right? And yeah. To, you, to try to prevent you, that crystal being taken. You meet Yang, who mm-hmm. you meet on a mountaintop, fighting a bunch of people with his karate. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, which they did leave his little move in, though. His like yeah, little kick, kick. Yeah. Where he like just floats across the screen. Yes. Kicks all the enemies at once somehow, and then floats back. You know? <laughs> it is excellent. It's, it's fun. And he is definitely not wearing many, much in the way of clothes. No, he's not. He's he's virtually naked. Yes. <laughs> and. Uh, so you get you get Yang, and then you head off, and then you get the boat from Fabul, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden there's a big giant uh, summon named Leviathan. Yep. Leviathan makes his United States debut mm-hmm. <laughs> in a Final Fantasy game and uh, destroys your ship. Destroys yep. your ship. Everyone's missing again, except for Cecil. Oh, yep. by his lonesome, washed up on shore, 
in the worst location he could have ended up. But very good for storytelling. Yes. Because it's the town that he fucked up in the very beginning of the game and stole the crystal. Yep. And talk about the soundtrack. The Mysidia town theme is one of the re- most out. ridiculous sounding <laughs> it is video insane. game songs ever. It even has a noise that goes <laughs> in it. It, 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 it totally is like Smile era, Brian Wilson. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, it, definitely. It's got that vibe to it. So you go into this town and every per- people are just spitting on you. Yeah. All the townspeople are just like, fuck you. What the hell? You go up to one person and they lure you into a corner and turn you into a pig. Yeah. They use the piggy spell on you. So then you have to go find like... Buy and it doesn't something. like magically get better. You have no, to you have use to, up your MP to get to to change it or buy, buy something. Yeah, buy yeah. something. And then there's another there's another thing to where isn't there another not just the piggy thing. Maybe it is just the piggy thing. Either way, you you like you you pretty much have to just kind of suck it up, walk through the town. It's basically you're basically uh, what's her name from Game of Thrones with the shame. <laughs> uh, I know who you're talking. Yeah. About. I don't know. She's blonde woman to me. Lena Headley. That's. Yeah. I don't know why I can't remember her name. Any, Ter- I'm terrible. Thanks. Especially in Game of Thrones when there's seven thousand characters. Yeah. But okay. then you get into the temple and everything, and Cecil's trying to explain himself while the 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 white mage and the dark mage character are yelling at him. But and that the, doesn't go well. No. <laughs> but then there's uh, what would you call him? I don't know if you call him a priest. I don't know what he is. The, yeah, the head I guy mean, of this temple, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, he seems to be a, a monk in, or yeah, an abbot. Yeah, he leads of. people in prayer. Yeah. And a religious leader. So he starts talking about the quest of a paladin, basically. And he's like, well, if you want to prove yourself good, if you can go up there and, you know, cast aside this dark side of you and become a paladin, then, you know, all is well. Yeah, and this is Mount Ordeals, and it is another great song. A, a place of testing. Yeah. Kind of testing the the a timber. Perfect of name heart. for it. Yes, Mount exactly. Ordeals. Exactly. And, I think they did that on purpose. And the 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 prayer man, as I will now refer to him, <laughs> uh, sends along more children with you. There's something about this That's game insane. and children. <laughs> He'll send some ten year olds with the dark knight up onto the mountain yeah. where they're gonna <laughs> a black mage and white mage that are like probably like what ten years old at most, named Palam and Porum. Um, they go on with you, and they're just a sassy couple motherfuckers. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> The Toward s- each other. Especially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're brother and sister, obviously. Twins, I'm pretty sure. So they follow you on your way to Mount Ordeals. You climb Mount Ordeals. You meet Tella again. Tella's up there trying to get his shit back, trying to get his mojo working and get his spells back. And so you work your way up, work your way up, and you finally get to this this sequence, which as a kid was so fucking cool. You, wa- you walk into this little thing, and Cecil's some- there's already it's a, a voice talking to him. He's hearing this voice saying, son, calling him, like, just saying things. So he goes into this building, sees there's a giant mirror, sees himself in the mirror, and as he turns away from the mirror, the dark, no, no, he becomes the paladin. The light accepts him, and he actually does become the paladin, but the reflection in the mirror is still the dark knight. So when he turns around and walks away, the dark knight comes out of the mirror, and you have to fight yourself. Now this is where Another one of those moments where you get stuck on the game when you're 10 years old yep. for like six months because you're trying to fight, you're trying to fight, you're trying, you can't, you just have to stay in there and let them kill you. Yep. Nintendo Power never told us this. <laughs> I mean, I just, it took me, I think it took you or someone else telling me, he's like, just, just stay in there, don't do anything. And so eventually as you stand there and he keeps attacking you, that voice will like start talking again and being 
like, okay, this has worked out. You're good. You're a paladin. All right, go do your business. But the power of that imagery is just great. Yeah, I it mean, was so that cool. You have to it essentially, so cool. he essentially has to let go of his hate and rage and allow it, even the harm that it does to him. Yeah. He has to let that go and 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 accept that and accept that that is uh, a part of him that is gone and that he is a new creation. It's really a really cool, powerful uh, imagery of transformation. It really is. And he has beautiful flowing white hair. He does have beautiful flowing <laughs> white hair. And not like an old guy white. I mean, just like yeah. cool, natural. And then hair. just out of nowhere, Tell's like, I just remembered everything. <laughs> He's got all of his spells back. Like yep. every single spell you can have in that game, Tell just all of a sudden remembers. So you leave there and you go back to Mysidia and everyone's like, holy shit, you did it. And uh, that's when they un- unlock this thing called Serpent's, Serpent's Road. To where it's this mana draining, um, mana is not the right term. I'm I'm getting my games mixed up here. <laughs> um, it's it's supposed to like it's supposed to be harmful to you to travel the serpent road. I don't know in what way. So they close it off. That and the whole t- the because it takes you to Baron. So after Baron came in and stole the crystal, they were like, well, fuck them. We're closing them off. So they open that back up because you can't get back into Baron. Baron is locked to you. You can try to go back, and you'll just you can't. And so the Serpent's Road thing takes you to the town of Baron. You get in. You have to go through this whole... And I hated it. I hated that sewer. The the waterways. You have to go underground through the sewers. crocodiles. Yeah. And then you finally get back into the castle. And and this is where we are introduced to the Four Fiends. And the first one is... Milan, though. Because Milan or Scarmiglione... Oh, yeah, Ordeals. I totally forgot about that. But you don't really know it's a thing yet. Yeah, you don't don't know it's a fiend. Um, And that's cool. When he comes back from the dead and you fight the undead version of him immediately. Like, that's cool. Uh, But uh, another name I can't pronounce. Something starts with a K. Kagnazo or Kagnazo, depending on what version you play. But they make this one obvious how to kill it because the water comes up and you're like, lightning. (laughs) Yes. He's actually he's actually a really easy boss fight too. Defeating fiends for beginners. That's what that's what this Uh one is. And this is when you realize you finally go to see the king, and the king has been the king is just a demon basically now. Yeah, the the real king is dead, and he's been replaced by this. Because and then that comes into play later on. Um, and Bagan, who you thought was just sort of a dickish right hand man, is, is Kanazo or Kanazo, yeah. who has also been killed and taken over. Yeah. So at that point, if I remember correctly, is that when Sid? Is that when you meet Sid and you? No, start you meet talking Sid in the, the beginning of the game. Well, yeah, you meet him, but when does he become a part of your party? Because isn't it once you're leaving Baron? I think this is it. You're with Sid, and then. Cagnazo has has rigged the door the walls to close in on you as a backup oh, power yeah. form turn themselves to stone yeah. to save you which you cannot undo yeah even though I think the they the, get undone yeah, by the, themselves the prayer, later either but, the prayer man yeah. does it one of the two yes and then this is uh the, and this is the point to where you get the airship because it's Sid you go walk down there and there's conversations blah 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 and then you go up in the air and all of a sudden there's another airship that comes by and yeah. it's and then. All that's of a sudden, the, the, the music turns really dark, and it just slowly, all of a sudden, Kane shows up, and you're like, what the fuck? Where's Kane been? Yeah. And he's evil. Yep. So, and then he, he's basically like, um, when, did they, when did they kidnap Rosa? So Rosa's Have already that, in their possession at that point. Yeah, we're, we're skipping around a lot. Yeah. So, I can't remember. Yeah, because, because he says you have to go and get the last crystal yeah. in the Tower of Zot 
and trade it, right? That's the deal that's made, and trade it for Rosa? Yeah, I have Wikipedia. I should be using I it. I think I'm pretty sure that's what happens at that point. Because what, what Golbez is trying to do is collect what we think is just the four crystals uh, in which to go to the moon. Um, but which later uh, we find out that there's a twist and there's four crystals that dwell underneath, kind of as an inverse of the upper world, there's the underworld, which yeah. is where the dwarves live and where there's four other dark crystals. Uh, not to be confused with the dark crystal, Do they- the film that scared the <laughs> shit out of me as a kid. Did they uh, explain why he wanted to go to the moon? So he is, if I remember correctly, so there is a race of people called the Lunarians. Lunarians, is that correct? Luminarians? Lunarians. Lunarians. And so you've kind of got, and that are essentially hibernating on the moon. And their leadership is that wanted to do that essentially wanted to wait until they felt like they could arise and coexist with humans. Were but Golbez, powerful people, sort of thing, m- mainly in, in the realms of magic. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then, but Golbez is the I'd rather have subjugation or genocide of the humans uh-huh. persuasion. So what he's trying to do is he's trying to gather the crystals necessary to be able to go to the moon to raise his people to to obliterate the humans is how I remember oh, okay. is yeah. that fair yeah pretty much so use them as a weapon not necessarily wipe them out as a protector of humans sort of thing uh, no he wants to wipe out humans yeah, yeah yeah he absolutely does he wants his people are you know, he is kind of the uh, he is the militant um, we can't both coexist at the yeah, same time yeah, yeah. he's the magneto. And then I guess maybe Fusoya would be the Professor more the Xavier, Professor yeah. Xavier. I would guess I would think of it that way. And Golbez. We're, we're just giving away the end now? Because <laughs> <laughs> Golbez is just like Kane being mind-controlled. Yeah. yeah. That's Golbez is a bigger power even above Should we him. just give away the main spoiler at the end? If there are people who are listening keep, to this, they probably have played you it. You can yeah. keep going. I didn't mean to sidetrack. Oh, it's that fine. We're, we're already 43 minutes in. <laughs> yeah. Kane and Cecil are brothers. No, no, no. Golbez, Golbez, Golbez and Cecil. And Cecil oh, I can't believe I did that. That's like me calling yep. Star Trek Star Wars all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, at this point, yeah, at the Tower Summit, Golbez attempts to t- takes the crystal and attempts to flee, and then telecast Meteor finally trying to stop Golbez, yep. sacrificing his own life in the process. However, <sighs> the spell only weakens Golbez and turns him into a hand, yep. which is weird, <laughs> and it ends his mind control of Kane, and then Kane helps rescue Cecil, which there's a strange bit of censoring in the American version of this, because uh, Rosa's being held captive. You see her little sprite there. In an American version, it's a boulder up top. Yeah. In the original Japanese version, it's a guillotine. Really? She's being held underneath a guillotine. That's far more metal. Wow. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And so at that point, Golbez escapes, blah, 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 blah. And Kane has to live the rest of his life in misery. But she yep. pretty much does. So that's the love triangle portion, is you've got... Uh, you've got Cecil and Rosa, who are essentially um, Marius and Cosette from Les Miserables, and then you have Cain, uh, who is essentially Eponine. So the the jealous uh, but likable uh, third wheel that's mm-hmm. crushing on uh, on on the other character, uh, who are happily in a relationship together. So. I think that they never directly say this, but it seems like people have to have some 
bitterness or chip or flaw in their soul to be able to be mind controlled by Zemez or Zeromez, it yeah. seems like. And that was kind of the window for Kane to be controlled. But at this point, yeah, we go into the underworld. We don't need to talk too much about that, except for the the marionette dolls. <laughs> that battle sequence, yeah. although frustrating, the music is awesome. Another waltz. The waltzes that Naboo comes up with are fantastic. But that, yeah, that's just a creepy sequence in and of itself. And that's your introduction to the dark world as well, yep. where all the dwarfs dwell. Yep. But so we go down there and all this shit happens. You got to find the subterranean crystals. And then, but this is where you start having optional things to do down there as well. And then at one point you go and you find the land of the summons, where all the, where all the um, summoner's beasts live. Later called they're called Fate March, I think, yeah. in later versions, so... And you you make your way down there, and you find Rydia. But now she's an adult. Yep. Because time in the Land of Summons flows differently, so... And actually, now she she's... bails you out. She just shows up randomly in yeah. a battle first, but then she takes you to the Fate March, and yeah. that's where you meet... Uh, all of the summons that she is learning to get control of. And you get some hella good summons down yeah, there. But you have to fight to yes. get their summons sometimes, and those those battles are not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Talking about the dead king, when you get back to Baron later on, if you find his, uh, his grave in the basement, you can fight the king to acquire the Odin. Mm-hmm. summon which you don't yep. have to it's it's optional one of the few truly optional side quests in the game yeah and but you have to have your levels built up enough to where you can last you can beat him quickly because if the fight goes on too long he just does his uh his summon move and just wipes you out wipe. Wipe yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. so yeah the land of summons which is an awesome sequence another yeah. one where one the graphics favorites. are layered mm-hmm. and stuff one of my absolute favorite parts of the game and then there's another cave just like that but it's blue instead of red and it's where the sylphs live yep and that's where you find yang mm-hmm. somehow he has made it like because he i guess when uh i guess leviathan mm-hmm. swallowed him swallowed him and took him down there too uh, no that's not right because you find yang and baron again mm-hmm. but you why do you find him again him? because remember he sacrifices himself in one of the towers to prevent the cannons right. from shooting that's the right. dwarves but then somehow he ends up being cared for by the sylphs in the cave. Lots of that happens in this game. People sacrificing themselves and not turning yeah. out to be dead, being cared for by weird individuals. Yeah. Uh, or but, fairies. Or, yeah, or fairies <laughs> in this case. But uh, if you can continue to have your suspension of disbelief, it's it's pretty cool because you you find him there and you learn a pretty interesting and unique summon uh, while you're down there as well, the yeah. sylph summon. And this is where, after all this plays itself out, um, this is where you finally get to go into the bottom part of the Tower of Zot. Because mm-hmm. the Tower of Zot starts in the underworld and climbs up into the overworld. That and might you, be Babel. Is, it, is that, that one's Zot Babel. Or Babel? That's, That's Babel. Babel. That's Babel. Yeah. Tower of Babel. Which is a nightmare in and of itself. Yeah. Um, and it, it's also... When do you meet Edge? When does Edge come into play? You would have met him before yeah I and gone down there because he's on your he's in your party by the time yeah. you're going to the tower of babel and he's already been flirting with Rydia. yes yeah which is not as creepy because she's now older. yeah she's a, she's an adult she's would an have adult. been creepy early in the game not she's as creepy clearly now. an adult when you yes. when you play the later versions of the game and she's definitely fully formed <laughs> yes and scantily clad <laughs> apparently um, they don't wear many clothes in the fame no even rosa is like wearing a bikini basically <laughs> um so yeah, and and uh, Edge is the sassy ninja. <laughs> yes, <laughs> which makes the ninjas just you wouldn't think should ninja. be sassy. Yeah. In but, fact, if he well, had a if, if he had a moniker on Twitter, it would be sassy, sassy ninja. ninja for sure. 
<laughs> which is only slightly below Pickle Captain. Yeah. You know what? Thinking about it, he's kind of like Edge the Wrestler. He, nah, there's a he's little, not there's unlike a little him. Bit, there's a little yeah, bit of that in there. Not unlike him. He's got spiky purple hair. Mm-hmm. Sassy. Yep. Um, not that good. I would have expected him to be better. Yeah, as a character, but he's got a good backstory. Yeah. When, when backstory. you go to the Tower of Babel, you'll find his parents who have been mind-controlled. Yep. But it's a sad story because you have to kill them yeah. to release them. They're, they're like, they self-realize halfway through the battle, and they're just like, just get it over with. Yeah. Just kill us. It's and a you're powerful like, scene, Oh, too. my God. Yeah. Which is a lot better on the fleshed-out versions rather than the American one where they kind of watered it down a little bit yeah. dialogue-wise, but... Yeah, that's uh, that's like halfway through the Tower of Babel, isn't it? I believe so. Because yeah, and then um, Tower of Babel is this where the Magic Sisters come into play? I think that was I think that was, that was Tower, Tower Zod. Zod. Yeah, so that I was think Zod. we're jumping around a little bit. I need to have my moment to, yeah, talk, to talk about, about those, those damn sisters. sisters. So those three chicks caused me to be unable to continue in the game for over a year because I could not figure it out. You have to understand, this is the early '90s. I didn't even have dialogue. Yeah. You know, people do not just hop on the internet and yeah. figure out how to get through it. I didn't have the Nintendo power about it. I was just stuck. And it's an ingenious little thing where you have to kill them in the right order, mm-hmm. but you can't kill them in uh, by direct damage. You can, but it's going to take forever. If you want to hit them with powerful spells, you have to put wall or reflect on yourself and bounce your spells off until they hit the right person in the right order. Yeah. It's a pain in the ass. So did you Awful. figure it out on your own? or did? I think someone told me. Yeah. I don't think I figured it out on my own. Yeah. I think I had just thrown up my hands and been like, great, it's my favorite game and I can't even get through it. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. They're not even a full boss. They're a yeah. big boss, technically. Yeah, they're there before you get to Golbez in the tower. Of, uh, no, no. What am I thinking? It's, uh, yeah, it's before. It's yeah, it's pretty sure it's yeah, tower it's before we get to Golbez and Tella kills himself. Yeah. Yeah, because that's your last battle with Tella there. Uh, dude. Which they call Reflect was Wall yes, at that time then. in Japan. Huh. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it 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 caused me great consternation for a very long time. And, and when I finally yeah. got through it, it was uh, it was a euphoric moment. And in yeah. similar vein, since we're into when in the underworld section, kind of, that's when you finally get to the wall. Yes, Jason's least favorite battle. This it took me out of the game for six months. I just wasn't leveled up, I guess. Or, and I didn't know you to, to use bio. Yeah. It's, but it's a wall that just slowly moves towards you uh-huh. as the battle goes. And you just knock the shit out of it. But once it gets close enough to you, it'll just start one-hit kill. killing yep. your people. Yeah. And so you've got like speed increases as it gets yeah. closer. So it's yeah. maybe one one hit per round of your four attacks early, but then it's doing like three you know, by the time it's getting closer. Yeah. Okay. It's and it's ultra-powerful. Rough. So, yeah, I, it, I was stuck on that cave? forever That's in a day. Steel cave, cave yeah. 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 So, yeah, that... Oh, I hated it so much. But yeah, once you learn to use bio... Because it's not one of those spells you just use. You, you're you used to using lightning and, yeah. th- and uh, water and all that and shit. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in this version of the game, when you use bio, it still doesn't necessarily show up the numbers that are that are falling off yeah it doesn't it doesn't show you that it's poison it is poison but you don't know it like in later games you know it that sucks ass yeah yeah Yeah. um and i love the noise that the bio spell makes i can't i can't yeah i can't replicate it but it's awesome the sealed cave is really really tough yeah because each door that you have to go through is an extremely difficult creature that can one hit kill yeah 
Um, it's like a mini wall. will almost always kill one of your guys yeah. that you'll have to then resurrect. Are they kind of a back-to-back sort of thing? They, well, the, you can take time, luckily, and heal yourself before you go to the next one, yeah. but there's no way really and you, to you, avoid it killing at least one of your guys and each uh-huh. time. Your first, I mean, you've got 15 of them. And your yeah. first time playing, you don't know what's behind each yeah, door, yeah, so yeah, you'll, yeah. you'll fight one of the damn doors. And then there's just be nothing there. Yep. But yeah. God damn it. You know, the experience is good, though. And, and, and if it, as if that's not bad enough, if you don't kill the door quick enough, they become like a manticore. Yeah, that's, that's, that's so weird. Super, super it morphs brutal. into a, a different enemy. Yeah, it, that I would say, depending on where you're at, leveling up-wise, but kind of like pound for pound, I think that's the second toughest yeah, dungeon. next to the end. Behind definitely. The end. Or anything but, on the moon. Anything on the moon, the moon is, is tough. Brutal. And so, which is basically where we're going from here, because once you get through the Tower of Babel, you resurrect the whale ship, yep. which is, so, I don't know what it's called in later games. The, the big the, whale in the early ones, yeah. isn't it? It's probably <laughs> like the really lunar dopey. ship or something like that, but it's the ship that takes you to the moon, yep. which as a kid, that goes, it's a mode seven sequence Dude. that lifts you from the planet. And like, it's, yeah. it's brilliantly you see it approaching done. on the horizon. It's yeah, just great. it's so it's just cool. Sorry, I just thought of the Hitchhiker's Guide movie with the whale in space. <laughs> awesome. Every time. Sorry. Yeah. The one problem with the moon is it's like apparently a very tiny moon because you're just recycling the <laughs> same is. graphics. So the moon is kind of like the very early Mickey Mouse cartoons where yeah, they would like, like a little Mickey Mouse and Bluto would just keep having the same arm movement and the same sweating <laughs> coming off yeah. for like 30 <laughs> seconds. But the, and the music is awesome. It's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's such weird, out. weird. It's it's not something that would have been an Earthbound. Yeah, it is. It is. But um, yeah, you just kind of traverse the moon and just kind of figure things out, and um, you finally end up in that last dungeon. Um, and you, you meet so, Fusoya. Fusoya, and he's the one who reveals, if I remember correctly, that you're related to Golbez. Golbez yeah. And then there's all sorts of issues with that, of course. I mean, the fact that you're related to. Uh, I mean, again, Star Wars-ish. It's not father and son. It's two yeah. brothers, but still, it's definitely got that vibe. And by this point, I mean, it's obvious the Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader comparisons <laughs> yes. at this point. Yes, for sure. For sure. Um, but yeah, and then and then that, oh my god, that that final final dungeon is just brutality. It's... it's uh, you mean the, the invisible walkways to the, the hard as hell villains that you have to beat to get the special weapons? Oh my god, the special weapons. Holy they're great, shit. They're great, but man, they're a pain in the ass. They are optional. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. They're very optional. They are. Yeah. And in the original oh. version, I think your final team, you don't get to choose. Your final team is Edge, Rydia, Rosa, Cecil, and Kane, yeah. correct? And that's a pretty stu- I mean, that's yeah, a very stout group. Definitely. There's no Edwards in that There's group. There's no Edwards. <laughs> you know, no Palomar Porum. No, no, definitely not. But it's in the advanced version where you can switch all that switch up. Out. But yeah, I would say. I don't remember how long this took me, but every other version except for that, it was probably hours it took me to get through that last that last dungeon. There's not much save. Say, I think there's only one save there's spot. One, yeah, right? there's one save there's spot, one. and it's yep. near. It's like not even near the end. No, it's like five eighths of the way through the dungeon. <laughs> yeah. You still have to go through that whole icy looking walkway shit yep. to where every fucking battle is. Every it, time you turn, turn a corner, right? Don't you have to fight something? I don't remember. It's, it's but, e, but it's all fucking just high-level enemies. They all drop good experience points, which you yep. need at this point. This is like where you grind for hours. Because yeah. Zeromas don't fuck around. No. That is not an easy Big boss bang battle. will own you. Yeah, even on the American version, it's it's a rough go. It probably took me a good like at least month to beat him. 
and just have to grind away and try to get those stupid-ass fucking weapons. What are your thoughts on the payoff as far as the ending? Uh, it was a left a little bit to, to be desired or, or, originally. I think the the Is it translation the Japanese hurt. version. I don't even remember. They I don't. don't know. They don't give much information on Kane, as the as the Japanese version seemed to, because they like really harp on Kane just after the game's over. Kane just wants to disappear and never be seen again. Yeah, yeah. And like he's like trying to like walk in the steps of his father who was a dragoon before him and stuff and he just wants to be good and it's like his final scene is like the first time you see him without his helmet yeah you're like great he's blonde yeah <laughs> and he's on mount ordeals which is suggestive yep. of maybe he's having his own yeah, crisis he's, he's of trying faith of to, some kind he's too trying to become his own paladin which is great and which then there's the i don't know if we want to talk about the after years i don't know if you played much of it no i didn't play enough to be any yeah. any use and it's it's i could have I would have been fine without it. I was excited there was a sequel. When I realized you're playing as Cecil's son, I was like, eh, that's that's just a weird way to like throw me into this. And his name was like Seodore. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? <laughs> it's it was like, super what? weird. But um, it was enjoyable enough as it was. I mean, the problem was uh, when I played it on the Wii, you had to purchase each chapter individually, and those were like three bucks a piece, yeah. and they're very short. And I got played through Rydia's story and by then and if Rydia disappointed me then what the hell yeah. when was that released it was originally on uh, Japan mobile devices in like the oh, mid- 2008 or 9 was no right? before then it was like really? mid 2000s okay like those like crazy Japanese phones yeah. that came out back in the day and it was released on that and then it came out on WiiWare and then later he owns the version the only version that I don't own of Final mm-hmm. Fantasy 4, which is the PSP version, yeah. that has the Final Fantasy 4 and the After Years. Included. And technically, it has a new game. It's very short. It's only about five oh, hours the, the long. Oh, the in-between. The yeah. in-between, yeah. Oh, I'd like to play that. Did you play that? Uh-huh. Is yep. it good? Uh, it is probably better than the After Years. Very short. So yeah. this is just like a, uh, an appetizer. But it's it's a bridge. It's an interesting little bridge from the original game to the after. They should release those. Does it have the original characters? Yes. Or is it, yeah. Okay. Of so all it's the transition, that has mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. It is. Yeah. They should at least port it to PS4 or something. And I think we also, I, I wanted to see if you're good with it, is um, I want to take sort of an eagle eye view a little bit of Final Fantasy IV and kind of the impact that it had and the things that yeah, made it special. Definitely, because it, was, it, changed, it changed the landscape of RPGs. Yeah, I mean, one thing I really that really sticks with me, and one of the reasons that I feel like it's so powerful is, um, so many RPGs before it were were driven, ultimately still by gameplay. You were still these four archetypes going through yeah. this quest. It was very Lord of the Rings, still yes. even to this day. It was very Tolkien esque stuff. Yep, and I feel like Final Fantasy IV was the first game where. Uh, the narrative is what carried you. That was what was that was th- that defined which characters were in your party. That was what propelled anyone who wanted to play the game to continue playing. Not that the gameplay wasn't great, because it was, but it was the first game I remember enchanting me and yeah. transporting me to a different place. Uh, it didn't require total imagination to do that either. Yeah. It helped using your imagination, but the narrative itself gave you so much to work with. Because it told such a great story. The characters were... Every single character in this game, other than Edward for me, I know. Don't. Don't you. Don't. <laughs> I became invested in. 
I was most invested. <laughs> I cried when he cried. When he when he saves us from the dark elf, that was a good that was a good moment. And he, he almost like, and he, he almost blows it because he falls down. Yeah, he struggles to, to get, get out of the, the bed to his harp. <laughs> yes. While he's like surrounded, it's like uh, oh, this is another movie reference. It's totally it's, Monty Python. That yeah, scene. yeah. Where he's surrounded by all, <laughs> the, beautiful by all women. the beautiful women. Yeah. yeah. Of course, it's totally. Edward who gets when he's rescued. Yeah. It's by all just a castle of nothing but women. Nothing but beautiful women. <laughs> also, awesome song, Troya. Yeah, that castle. That's a good great song. Music. That's a cool castle in and of itself. That whole area is cool. I think that's probably one of my favorite areas of the game. Yeah, and that's I where think, the black chocobos are. I think that Final Fantasy IV established tropes that would be used and reused and copied for decades yeah. to come, particularly. He, this is not a Boy Scout lead character. I mean, no. if you think about the anti-hero that became so, so popular in later RPGs, uh, you had a lot of goody-goodies before before Cecil. Cecil was not a goody-goody. He kind of learned to be one. But he was a dark and twisted dude. Yeah. He was, was not different. Link. He was not Link. He was not Link at all. And then just some of the other tropes were very interesting. And, and while the characters are archetypal, there's much more depth to them yeah. than in, in any other game to that point. I feel like you couldn't have Chrono Trigger if you didn't have Final Fantasy IV. Which a lot of the people that worked on Final Fantasy IV did work on Chrono Trigger. Yeah. It's a combination of Final Fantasy people and Dragon Quest people. Absolutely. Put them together and Chrono Trigger happens. Yep. Take them apart, Chrono Cross happens. <laughs> Hey, that, Chrono Cross has its charm. I liked it. I liked it, but it's it has. You should not have a game with fifty characters in it. No, that's and, stupid. And and you've got parallel universes that are not well explained. Nope. So the whole, it's like my brain. It hurts. The Link's characters like reading a, like reading Naked Lunch by Burroughs. I uh-huh. mean, it's 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 challenging. It's bizarre, and it it throws you in pretty deep quickly too. Yeah, like it doesn't it take long before the game's like, why am I, I with this? Why am Why am I in this cat's body? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh God, it's so weird. Yeah. Um, now I don't remember where I was going to go with uh, the whole bird's eye view of yeah. Final Fantasy. Yeah, G- give, give me your thoughts, especially because... Well, okay, now I remember. Okay, it was also the first, Final, not only Final Fantasy game, but RPG, other than... In the background, we did not know about this little series called Fantasy Star yeah. on the Sega Genesis, which sure. was heavy sci-fi. Mm-hmm. This is where Final Fantasy starts bringing us some modern sci-fi stuff. Tower of Babel, like I mean, Tower of Babel is obviously a biblical reference, sure, but the tower itself is very the hovercraft. Yeah, the hovercrafts mm-hmm. in this game, but there's just so much technology in like the Tower of Babel. There's screens and stuff, and I mean, you have a spaceship that takes you to the moon, and this would be stuff that later people would start to complain about Final Fantasy. Like once six came out, you're like. This isn't it's almost getting a little too modern yeah. now. Now it's like industrial. Yes. And kind of anachronistic where it's like, why would this level of technology be in this kind of feudal yeah. seeming world? But yet it works within this because it, within this framework of this game, it's uh, it's something where uh, certain groups are way far ahead of other groups. Yeah. Yeah. And you learn that the Holdenarians, mm-hmm. the, they're like, you know, they have their hand in things and... Whereas Final Fantasy VI is just yeah, there's it's like this almost industrial age of mm-hmm. of, of some era, especially when you get to um, not how I almost said Medgar. What the hell is it called? Vector. Yeah, that place is. That's one of my favorite Final Fantasy songs ever. I've even ripped it off. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, that that whole thing where the sci-fi starts to creep in, and then you know by the time I get to seven, it's full blown. Of course, you know. <laughs> yeah. And. Um, yeah, just uh, it, it, it's a game that has stood the test of time, has been released 17,000 times, which mm-hmm. I would never complain about. I'm sure it'll get some, I mean, 
in 2021, I'm sure there'll be a 20th anniversary of it, and I'll be like, Jesus, I'm old. I think it is Square's first masterpiece. Uh, Three's up there. Later, but... Yeah, no, it is good. I've played, I've played three since it's been ported to the U.S., See, and played, it is very good. I played the NES version all the way through. I really? played that before this came out on an emulator, and I was way impressed. Yeah. The fact that this was a Nintendo game, I was blown away. And that's, that's the where one the where you have system. all the different jobs, right? That's yeah. the, and that's, yeah. Final Fantasy III introduces the Dragoon, the Dark Knight, and mm-hmm. all, the, all these different things, whereas you have these jobs are just set in Final Fantasy IV then. Yeah. Which may feel like a step back, but I think they were sacrificing uh, the creativity of the job system for the overarching narrative. Yeah, they needed to tell a story, whereas 5 takes a step back from the narrative Mm -hmm. and brings back the job system and the gameplay aesthetic of it. You know, 5 is a good game, but it is nothing compared to 4 and 6. Also, hard is hell. Yep, no doubt. Oh. Um, I don't know what else to say other than that. I mean... It's a masterpiece, and I think, I don't know, you know, Pickle Captain hasn't, didn't play it in the 90s, so I don't know if it would age well enough for someone going back to it to play it without the nostalgia factor. But I think if someone is a committed gamer uh, of particularly JRPGs and you want to see where your roots come from, I mean, if you call yourself a fan of punk and you haven't listened to The Clash that's problematic and i think the same applies here and then you, there's even like you know even though it's like a the the redheaded stepchild of jrpgs the tales of the tales of series the game that introduced the side scrolling battle system yeah. that was another instance of like okay this is taking a different step forward in a different direction and stuff and that's where it's like tales of fantasia is like another final fantasy 4 in a way but you'd have to play tales of fantasia to find that out it's all that game's amazing too Again, not released in America till way, way later. But yeah, if you were gonna, if you're playing Tales games now, you would go back and play the original Tales of Fantasia, Tales of Symphony on the GameCube, which was a fucking phenomenal game. I'm gonna. I don't know anyone else who's played that though, so I can't. I'll just do a drink to the past by myself. <laughs> I'm not Tales a Tales fan. I, I don't dig the action, the action RPGs much, so that's why I've shot. Away I enjoyed from it. that. The biggest reason I bounced off of that is just 360 came out. Yeah. Yeah. Vesperia was damn good though on the 360. That yeah. was a really good game. <laughs> I got it for free. It was one of the for free with gold games one time. So, uh, did I have Any anything else on closing here? thoughts? Um, favorite version of the game. I'm gonna go with Advance. I think the Game Boy Advance version with all the extra dungeons and being able to uh, bulk up Edward is a fucking good time. Um. I like the DS version, but I was really excited when the DS version came out because the whole voice acting aspect is like, I'm going to get to hear Cecil talk. And then when I heard after, you know, halfway through the game, it's like it's worn off now. I don't really like that look for Final Fantasy IV. I like the original sprite-based look of Final Fantasy IV. I don't know why. I like those character models. That's what I know. That's what I like. That's just your nostalgia talk. I know. I know it is, <laughs> but it's just like that's just how it, it should it, it's just how it should look to me. Get over it. Games look better now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, why I'm, it's why I hope they never remake Final Fantasy VI. It's perfect the way it is. There's no reason to remake that game. And if I remember correctly, the um, DS version, it still has the addition of the powers, correct? Yes. Gotcha. Yeah, I still think that probably my... Fi- I actually agree, Jason. I think that Advance would be, um, would be the best because I also... 
for nostalgia reasons like um, the presentation. Yeah. And but it has the best I script, do too. like the fleshing out of the powers uh, and, again, the fleshing out of the script. So I feel like that is a bridge between our version that we grew up on and then the DS version. Yeah. Yeah. All of them have their merits. Just looking at the box, it essentially looks close to the original, just smooth. Yeah, yeah, it's smoothed out, bit. and it's got the script is a lot better. Mm-hmm. The arrangement for the soundtrack is richer, and it has a shitload of extra content. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would say, roughly forty hours of extra content. Mm-hmm. They're just dungeons, but they're fun dungeons because they're hard as fuck. They have new enemies that you've never seen before, and once you start building up these characters that you never got to play through at the end of the game, like Palm and Porum and and. and even get Teleback, I think. Developed differently. Yeah, it's yep. just, it makes it a whole different experience, and it's just a lot of fun. They tried to do the same thing with Final Fantasy VI Advance, and it just did, it, it didn't work as well. So, yeah, it's still, I still kind of consider it my favorite game of all time. I, and the only reason I, why do you like hesitate? Wavering, because Breath of the Fucking Wild happened. Gotcha. And, really? yeah. Really? Breath of the Wild impressed me that much. There's, I loved Breath of the Wild. There's no story. I don't need one. All right. I don't play Zelda for a story. I'm with you. I'm a gameplay person, but the passion that you guys speak about the story yeah. and everything else, it's hard for well, me see, to believe that the, Breath of the Wild can beat that. The thing about that is this is the game that I I never needed to imagine yeah. while, while playing. When I'm playing Zelda in my head, that was Breath of the Wild. In my head, I'm yeah. playing Breath of the Wild when I was a little child. Is like that's what I wanted Zelda to always be. Yeah, is what Breath of the Wild finally did. And but when so was like, it's all gameplay. Though. I know, but it just it brought me a feeling upon me that is indescribable because no, it's just like this is game. the game that when I was like six years old, it's like this is this is the same thing. This is like in my head, I'm playing. This is the game I was playing while I was looking at the TV. Mm-hmm. I'm imagining it. Whereas this, you're so involved in narrative. And the characters and everything, it's its a whole different beast. It's, mm-hmm. I can't compare the two, but Breath of the Wild is easily one of my favorite games, if not my favorite game of all time. For me, there is no hesitation. Final Fantasy IV is my favorite game because it was uh, the first game that sparked a love affair in me for JRPGs that lasted mm-hmm. for yeah. life, Had you even basically. played the first one? Um, I had briefly played it at a friend's house, but was... Um, but again, there's very little story, right? Yeah, so, and the characters are not well developed. The difficulty so, really so turns you off. It's, it, and, and you get poisoned and you're dead. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just that, that game was so uneven that for there to be such a smooth game with such an enthralling tale, with such memorable, vibrant characters, um, just as a person that loves storytelling and yeah. writes and reads, and it, it just was, uh, it was like being in a novel. Dude, we me. acted out this fucking game in third grade. We did. Fourth grade. He fucking, he Fourth scripted grade. it out. <laughs> I did. I wrote, did. A, we, we, I wrote we did a, uh, a play. How long was that script? I like it wasn't that long. 15 minutes, maybe, and it was my three favorite <laughs> scenes, so nobody else in the class knew what yeah. the fuck was going on. <laughs> But we knew, yeah, we knew, and we thought we it was amazing. Yeah. Even the people that were like, playing, because Aaron Bly was Edge, because he had the Wolverine yeah. claw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Edge's <laughs> weapons yeah, are claws. Yang. Yang, 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 that's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah. And uh, Katie Hoffman was Rydia, yeah. because she had a gamer brother. So she's like, I know who Rydia is. We're like, a girl knows who Rydia is. So <laughs> she dyed her hair. She like sprayed her hair green. Nice. It was great. It was epic. <laughs> that, was epic. that was so fucking bizarre. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have that effect Who was on our people. teacher? 
Um, is Zindars. Oh, it was Zindars. Yep. That's right. So only someone as nice as her would have indulged me. And I yeah, want to write yeah. a screen or a, a uh, stage play based on a video game. Is that okay? That's ambitious yes. for that. We were, I know. For that age. I know. What scene was it that we were doing? I know we did. I know. I thought. I think I picked three scenes, and Mary Holmes typed it up for me because nice. I didn't have a computer. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and she, I bet she was the whole time be like, "What the hell am I saying?" Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that's excellent. That's excellent. So yes, the love affair for this game uh, has been all-consuming, and um, and there are many unbelievably great RPGs that have come since yeah. then um, that certainly can get close, but for me, can never quite reach the apex of what that game meant to me. I mean, clearly, I've gone out of my way to track down the three Japanese versions of this game. <laughs> so, and this was the start of my gaming collecting. Yeah. I didn't want to collect games. I just when I saw this, I was like, you know what? favorite game of all time i want every version of it so yep. i did i can not the only one i can't play is the wonder swan version have you ever seen a wonder swan cart yeah well not rad. a cart but i've seen they're cool yeah video of the system Whoa. what that's, that's weird yeah huh. Interesting. pretty neat but you know only came out in japan so yeah nice little booklet and everything so yeah i mean the only version i don't own of the game is the one john has and oh, at this point the now, it's the only one I do own yeah. because that's the only system I have. Now. It's like the worst system for that to be on. I know, man. I know it, but I've got limited limited that, time and resources. That system was huge in Japan, so for me to own it though. But yeah, and now it's hard to find because it didn't sell a lot of copies yeah. in America. So Ooh. I'll have to check to see if I have that. <laughs> I'm not positive if I do or not. Was it PSP or Vita? That's PSP. It's called Final Fantasy IV, the Ultimate Collection, or something like that? I believe so. Yeah. I'll look. It's like yellowish, isn't it? It's got like a yellow... I, I downloaded it to from the PlayStation oh. Network, so I'm not sure. But it, it has, like I said, the original, and then what they call I think they call it Intermission. And then Which you can play the Intermission right from the get-go? Yeah, you can do whatever. Any of the three. I would say, I just want to play the Intermission. Yeah. Because I've played enough of the... the, 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 the later years. Yeah. That I, After years, yeah. yeah. So... I guess uh, I guess we're gonna wrap it up. Then we're an hour and fifteen. So Not bad. With that, I am Chili Cheese. I almost said my radio name, <laughs> Chili Cheese J with Pickle Captain and JTB. We're gonna have him back again at some point here um, because we're gonna do Final Fantasy VI at some point. I'll gush about RPGs anytime you want, <laughs> dude. The Final Fantasy VI episode. If this lasted an hour and fifteen minutes, I don't <laughs> even want to know how long the sixth episode's gonna be. because yep. that game is a behemoth. Is. of a game and one that barely fit on the cartridge so this has been a drink to the past on the lag radio network uh, no plans for what the next episode is going to be got to figure that one out we'll be talking to a uh, pickle captain here about that because he has ideas and i have none <laughs> so with that we are out goodbye play final fantasy 4 any way you can get a raspberry no that's illegal Oh, you want to promote promote, promote, promote the book? So I want to just give a shout out to my my novel uh, available on Amazon for the low, low price of $2.99 for your Kindle or $10.99 in trade paperback, The Charlatans by J.T.R. Brown. Couldn't be J.T. Brown because someone already had taken that. The research on J.T.R. Brown only came up with a single car or insurance salesman in Detroit. So as long as he doesn't (laughs) write a book, I'm good. (laughs) So The Charlatans, J.T.R. Brown, available on Amazon.com for low prices. That's it. All right.